0: This is one on one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants and NFL talk from WFUB sports with top guests, weekly fantasy advice and opinionated analysis. This is one on one's NFL Friday.
1: Welcome to NFL Friday. It's week 10. Oh, my God. The season is going by. And I'm I'm gonna be extremely sad when it ends. Football is my sport, uh, but I'm already sad. The Jets are three and six. <laughs> That's a perennial f- statement from me. I'm your host, Christian in your Jets beat reporter. I'm joined by Jack McClune and Reed Horner this wonderful Friday uh evening. And we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of good games this week, as Finally. you mentioned, Jack. It
2: took long enough for them to be games.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pat Pat uh Pat's Seahawks is a Sunday night game of the week. And uh, a little Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. First time they are eating up since then. Yeah. I'm pumped. Should be good. And, for once. You know, Reed, I know you're just dying to talk about last night's game between the Browns <laughs> and the Ravens. Ravens winning 28-7. I, uh, I just, more, was more,
3: more like the quality of the nap I took while <laughs> the game was on. No, I, I, I don't want to. I don't think even people in Cleveland do. No, don't oh, worry. That's we, for sure. We
1: will not subject uh, the listeners to talk about the Ravens. Browns game. Speaking
3: about another great game, though Dallas Pittsburgh, Dallas Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's yes. actually favored by two. On top of all that, even well, though Dallas is back. rolling, yeah, yeah, he's back, he's but back. he's always he back in his own way. He was meaning injured. awful
1: last week. Yeah, he was really really I, bad. I somebody told me, um, actually, it was on the, the on direct on the record dinner that we had mm-hmm. Wednesday night for WFUV. The great Chris Berman said. Um, that he was shocked to find out that Ben Roethlisberger actually has been terrible on the road in his career, really, and great at home. I don't know the exact stats, but yeah. he said by oh. looking at the stats, Roethlisberger there's a serious discrepancy between how he plays oh. at home and how he plays on the road. Um, I guess he plays so well at home I, that, that, that don't game's notice. at home. So yeah. I don't like
3: that stat. I think that's a. Make your own kind of narrative stab. I think every quarterback, if you look at their career, plays worse on the road. Yeah, than at the home. but to the Big. extent yeah. okay, it's, he's also
1: put together with chewing gum and, and string. So like, <laughs> cut him some ben slack. Ben Roethlisberger is a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, they face the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott will be starting. Yeah, uh, Tony yeah. Romo, you said was medically cleared. Reed, but not in shape. But not in shape, so he won't be active. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're not yeah, they're not activating for the game. This is a conversation I want to get right into because. To me, I've changed my mind, Reed knows this, halfway through the season, uh, Packers, not halfway through the season, uh, it was week four or something like Mm -hmm. that, Packers, uh, Cowboys, I was, leading up to that game, I was, Romo should be the starter, Mm -hmm. because Dak is inexperienced, and Romo's the better pocket passer, and I still believe that, obviously, he is inexperienced, and I do think Romo's the better pocket passer, but after that game, tearing apart the Packers in Lambeau, and I know... They are not that great this year, the Packers. I was, I came away thinking Dak is the guy. Seven and one out of the Cowboys. They're going into Pittsburgh. If Dak plays like he did against Green Bay, mm-hmm. and Cowboys go go to eight and one, I don't know how you say Tony Romo is the quarterback of that team. I think Dak should stay, even if they lose potentially, mm-hmm. unless they get blown yeah. out of the water. Um, what do you guys think? Well, yeah, it's
4: it's tough because especially if you pull him out and you say, oh well, if Romo gets hurt and Romo gets hurt again, all of a sudden. You're telling Dak that no, we thought this guy was better too. Like, that's a whole other side of this argument, besides the fact that Dak's been playing so well, is that that just destroys all your confidence immediately. Like, now nah, we're just waiting for this guy. I mean, obviously, it's Romo. It's not like they're going to like, oh, we're going back to Josh McCown or somebody like that. It's just, we're going back to Tony Romo. But I just I don't think you can do it at this point. If he, if he plays poorly the next couple weeks, yeah. I think you can say, okay, because they haven't really played any good teams outside of Green Bay, who's not. Exactly Green Bay, what we thought they, they were. They beat the
1: Bengals at home like it was. The not Bengals fun. defense isn't very
4: good either, though. He yeah. hasn't played a lot of good defenses. So this is. Well, the, it, the, the Eagles were a good defense. Yeah. He didn't play well, but he exactly. pulled it out. In this is probably the best defense they've faced so far, I would think, outside of Green Bay. And I think if he starts to struggle along this stretch, that's where I start to think, well, maybe it was just kind of beginner's luck. Now you're in the back half of the season. Teams have more tape on him. I think if he struggles in these next two games, I can understand it. But like you said, if if he plays really well these next couple weeks, you can't take him out. No way. Okay. So
3: first off, to your point about Jack. I'm looking at Jack for everyone listening. (laughs) To your point about Dak Prescott being saddened by being taken out. Like Mm -hmm. Tony Romo, like, oh, how could you do this? He was not going to react like that because if you're mentally tough enough to come in as a rookie with that star on your helmet and lead them to the success they've had, you're a mentally tough guy. He wasn't expecting this. And quite frankly, I would think something's wrong with him if you get replaced in your rookie year by an arguable Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes. And you're like, oh my God, how could they do such a thing? Well, you know what? He's a better quarterback than you. Now, all of the arguments I hear for Dak Prescott Are the teams winning? Momentum? This or that? I haven't really heard any reasons individually, as in, what does Dak Prescott do better than Tony Romo? So this is why I am still on the Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo, as of now, if he's in shape, is a better overall quarterback. And everyone talks about the team adapting, like, oh, they have momentum, whatever. These are NFL players. They make a career in adapting and moving on the fly. I think they could handle Tony Romo taking over again, and I think Dallas would be better if they did so.
1: I think Tony Romo was a phenomenal quarterback. I don't think you make a mistake going either way, mm-hmm. although I just think it's a better option to go with Dak. And, you know, look. But why? Like, What's he do individually? He's the hot hand. The team is winning games, and they're, he's playing great, and he's your franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is so similar to the Seahawks when Russell Wilson burst onto the scene. A high-volume passing game is not there in their cards. They're not that kind of a team, just like the Seahawks were. A a run-dominant team who plays good defense. That is the Cowboys, just like the Seahawks. It worked out for the Seahawks awfully well. I think the Cowboys are in a very similar scenario. And and
4: being run-dominant with someone like Dak gives you a second option. Romo can barely move like six inches. That (laughs)
1: that, That is another thing I wanted to touch upon is he provides a different dimension mm-hmm. to the game. He makes Zeke Elliott that much more effective yeah. when you have the read option that, that they do have. Look, he's got 12 touchdown passes, two picks, 2,000 yards, a 104.2 QB rating. He's got 2,000 he's, yards. Already? He's completed 66.5 oh percent of his passes, and uh, he's run for four touchdowns. Yeah, 16 total. It's very similar to the season that Russell Wilson had when he when he burst onto the scene as a rookie with the Seahawks. A lot. Of, I mean, he didn't have a Tony Romo behind him. Yeah, who even play replace?
4: Whitehurst, the name thank, Charlie Whitehurst. They signed Matt Flynn that year. Yeah, yeah but lot, that's a but lot, lot of money. But thank yeah, God yeah, they didn't yeah.
1: have a Tony Romo, or else maybe we don't know mm-hmm. what Russell Wilson is today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the Cowboys need to stick with Dak Prescott. He is their franchise quarterback. I think if they decide to go with Romo, they'll be. Just as fine, probably. They'll probably be a great team still, and yeah, Romo it, will probably be very good. It
4: doesn't hurt them this year if they switch to Romo. I just don't think, like you said, the long term, I think that's where it becomes an It doesn't an issue. make a lot
1: of sense unless you truly believe Romo will win you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. If you truly believe Romo gets you to the Super Bowl and wins you a Super Bowl... Then I'm fine with that. I think Dak can get you to the Super yeah. Bowl with that offensive line and the
4: way their defenses are playing this year, which is in and of itself. A and Zeke surprise. Elliott, and he's Zeke? going for two thousand yards in his rookie year. I think I could go for like at least a thousand behind that I, line.
1: <laughs> I wonder how much of it is the offensive line, but Zeke he gets is a very, lot of yards after good. the carry, oh, yeah.
4: and he's a, he's a bull. Yeah, take nothing away from him. We've seen like okay running backs do okay. Like Alfred Morris was going to be fine behind that line. Yeah, but Zeke is something else.
1: Poor Alfred Morris. Is he a guy like I'm? I only feel bad for. He was great on the Redskins, I and thought, all of a sudden, they just stopped giving him carries last year.
4: I've, uh, I've sat it on him just because I drafted him last year in fantasy football, and he was awful. <laughs> Finally. it's like He was like four straight years of 1,000 yards. Last year, like 600 is nothing. Like,
1: yeah, the Redskins stink. This is true. <laughs> By the
4: way, Dak Prescott signed
3: to a four-year rookie
1: deal, so he'll be there next year, even if you bench no. him, guys. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Dak's not going anywhere. That's no. not the question. Is. Continue developing Dak. Let him continue to improve week by week as a quarterback. It's working right now. Ride the hot hand, and he's your he's your future. So why go to Romo, who you could risk uh putting him back on the bench because he'll get hurt? Mm-hmm. And then, but Ro- then
3: you have Dak Prescott.
1: But if Dak <laughs> maybe gets out of a rhythm, I don't know. I, I doubt it. But you risk a lot, in my opinion, by yeah. benching Dak. Anyway, that's our talk before the jets and giants we're going to talk jets and giants next jets are three and six the giants are five and three they have a monday night football game against the Bengals. the jets play this sunday against the rams i'll be at the game uh, for another torturous afternoon <laughs> uh, before we get into the jets let's get our first fantasy
0: segment from jack it's time for some fantasy football talk who are the best picks around the nfl Plus, start him and sit him to help you win your league.
4: So you mentioned the Giants and Cincinnati game. So my first start quarterback, Andy Dalton, this week. Giants past he's been, they're good. They're fifth fewest points allowed against QBs this season. But Dalton's got so many weapons now. He's got A.J. Green's coming out as maybe one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And Tyler Eifert, he's been back and healthy. He's been really good. He's had four, uh, Dalton's had four straight weeks with at least 20 points. I think he's a pretty safe bet despite the good defense, especially a, cu- a little shaky fan uh, bye week, but I've been riding him for most of the season. I think this is a good week to have him.
1: Andy Dalton. What's with the Andy Dalton? Look? I know. I said this before.
4: Must starts are like Andy Dalton's before. thing lately on this show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's been having a sneaky good year. I think he's like 11th in points scored for QB. If you waited on someone like him, you yeah, fine. Yeah. I waited on Tyrod Taylor in the league. He's the sixth highest scoring quarterback right All now. All right. Let's so
1: that that's much better than uh, waiting on Blake Bortles. Like, Very I mean. true.
4: <laughs> And then at running back, I like Ty Montgomery this week. There's a lot of questions about because now James Starks is supposed to be back this week. But James Starks isn't very good. I think that's yeah, that's the, what it comes down to. He's not that good. And Mike McCarthy really likes Ty Montgomery. He called him a three-down back, which is weird because he never uses him like a three-down back. But he's shown a really, really good job. He's done a really good job at the running back position. He still catches the ball, too. So I think he's a pretty safe bet to do a lot of damage this week because Tennessee's just okay against okay. the run. That's a little
1: outside-the-box pick.
4: Yeah. I like him, especially if he's especially if he's a running back in your league. Yeah. If you're an ESPN in Yahoo, he's still just a wide receiver. But if you're an ESPN, have him as a running back. I'd definitely right. like that. Breaking down the fantasy of the fantasy. I like it. <laughs> I'm here. That's what I'm here for. This is what I provide.
1: Hey, double duty, man. There's nobody better at it than you guys. <laughs>
4: and then uh, at wide receiver, Tyrell Williams from San Diego. Travis Benjamin was out last week. He's going to be out again this week. Williams had six catches for sixty five and a touchdown last week. He's done really well. Right. Philip Rivers and he have a nice connection. And Miami's giving up the sixth most points to wide receivers this year, so that's a pretty good bet there. Especially because that San Diego offense is so good.
1: Tyrell Williams, that's a guy that everybody keeps talking about mm-hmm. that I have no idea about. And I have Travis. He Benjamin came out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, Benjamin's been hurt, so so do do? I guess yeah. I guess is he an athlete?
1: Is that yeah. is that what makes He's him so athletic? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big right. dude.
4: And then a tight end, Lance Kendricks from St. Louis had a really good game last week. Actually, back to back games with seven catches. St. Louis. Same, yeah. Lance Kendricks. St. Louis. There's no no, LA, LA, Lewis, LA. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when I... Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to make an excuse for that. This, yeah, uh, <laughs> this <laughs> what happens when NFL teams move. Entire cities. Uh, I was just like That's roasting good, And then I you could, go on I hard, hard
1: knocks. It out. made me think I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, wait, so LA like, didn't move, like, right? This,
4: but anyway, Case Keenan might be terrible, but at least he can complete short passes. Against <laughs> and the Jets Ken, defense. And ke- especially against the Jets defense. And Kendricks has been good. And he's definitely a threat in the red zone. I think they're going to be down there a lot against the
1: Jets. I've got you two on, on the cat, on the podcast today, which means there's going to be a lot of Jets digs. Yes. That's surprising that that was the most subtle dig yet. And I wasn't even like, I don't think you meant that to be a dig. I did Guns little Scandry, Okay. Not a big but what, dig.
3: Like, what's a dig? And then what's just, I don't know, a fact? It's just the Jets. Yeah. That's, I a,
4: that's mean, the way the Jets operate.
1: Yeah. I mean, either both count but some are more obvious than <laughs> others.
4: <laughs> well, I couldn't do it the last time I was on because you were all depressed.
1: I know. I mean... What is, it, is it he is happy now? Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, nah, but he was like very visibly depressed. The music for The Report was all sad.
0: All right. Uh, I Fair it. enough. But
4: that's that's what I got for <laughs> starts this week: Dalton, Montgomery, Williams, and Kendricks.
1: All right. Well, week. there's your must starts for the week from Jack McClune. Uh Double duty today. Reed's producing and hosting. Jack is doing fantasy and hosting, and I'm just hosting. That's what you <laughs> get from seniority. Uh, <laughs> these guys will know in in the next year or two what that's like. Uh, let's get into some Jets talk now. <laughs> 27-23 loss in Miami. Uh, the Jets are now 3-6, folks. A sprained MCL for Ryan Fitzpatrick, making quarterback another another week. That quarterback is an interesting position to watch for the Jets. Unfortunately, the fans are never satisfied because the coach never gives them what they want, and that's a change at quarterback. Well, he did it once this year, and it was the quarterback nobody wanted to see in Geno Smith. The Jets are 3-6, as I said. Uh, they face L.A. this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Don't you mean St. Louis? L.A.? <laughs> oh, oh, St. Louis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I prepared a report, so let's listen to that first before we get into our talk. After a 27-23 loss in Miami, the Jets' season is all but over. That may seem crazy to those who thought it was over after the 1-5 start, but last Sunday it looked like the Jets would improve to 4-5 and after a third straight win. Only they didn't. It was a back-and-forth game, and neither team impressed. The Jets committed dumb penalties from the start and were just one for five in the red zone. Fitz also threw two more picks, and yet they still led 23-20 in the fourth. And then came the heartbreaker. Having to redo a kickoff after an offsides penalty, the Jets watched Kenyon Drake return a kick 96 yards for the Dolphins' game-winning touchdown. It was deflating, to say the least. Receiver Brandon Marshall felt as expected. Our playoff started weeks ago. It looked ugly, but there still was hope for us. There still is hope. So the hole is deeper, and I'm extremely disappointed right now. This week, Gangrene returns home to face the Rams. While most of us know this season is done, quarterback remains a point of interest. Fitzpatrick sprained his MCL in Miami, and Bryce Petty made his debut. He only had a few plays, but it sure was nice to get a break from number 14. Bowles is sticking with Fitz, who thinks he'll be good to go this Sunday. Bowles is a little less certain, saying he's a game-time decision. But it shouldn't matter how healthy Fitz is. Petty should start. It's time to start seeing what you got in your young players. Fitz has no future with this team. For those saying Petty may not be ready, at some point you're going to have to throw him into the fire. Now is that time. Sadly, I think Fitzpatrick will be healthy enough to start, and the Jets will eke out an ugly 17-16 win and go to 4-6 at the bye. I don't expect Fitz to play well against a strong L.A. defense, so maybe Petty will get his chance midway through this game. Hopefully, Bowles will smell the coffee and start giving the fans what they deserve. Hope. Covering the... I'm Christian Goey, WFUV Sports. There it is. I have the Jets winning 17-16 in an ugly game against the L.A. Rams. Both teams not looking too good this year. Rams still... Won't start Jared Goff, I don't understand which it. is the weirdest thing. Uh, that must say a lot about Jared Go- Goff no, it's, right it's now. It's not
3: weird. I have an explanation. All right, so let's hear what it. What is it? Okay, Jared Goff, and, and this people may not um, understand it that much. As a quarterback, it's very different coming under center and playing shotgun. Carson Wentz, I think one of the biggest advantages he had coming into the NFL early is that he played only under, under center in college, which is happening less and less. Jared Goff at Cal did the exact opposite. Never took a ball Shotgun under center, even in high school. And when you go to the NFL, that is, a di- that is I mean, I played – He was the number
1: one
4: pick. How long no, does it take you to figure it out, though? It doesn't take you 10 But weeks.
3: the thing is also I think the Rams are doing more what I think more teams should do is I don't think he's this horrible person, but I think they're like, you know, we have this new team. We're not gonna put, if he's not completely ready, we're not winning a Super Bowl. this year. We're not going to put him out the first year and have everyone call him a bust. We'll give him a year to develop. Let, let people say he's not good, but
4: let him come in when he's actually ready. The only the only thing, only question I have with that is, you hear a lot that the, the most valuable thing you get as a player is game reps, and at yeah. this point, like, it doesn't hurt him to get any game reps unless he gets hurt. But their line's okay. I just I don't get it for this long. I get maybe like six weeks. Don't start him at ten. This would be week ten.
0: Yeah, I, he's got to play it. I point. think it says a lot because
4: you, you're just gonna throw
1: him into the sharks next year if you're gonna start him next and I, year. I I like Jared Goff. I think he has a good future in the NFL. I'm. I just don't understand it from the Rams' point of view. What if he's terrible? Hey, look, Bryce Petty. I'm used to the Jets quarterbacks, Bryce Petty, Christian Hackenberg, Mm -hmm. guys that are not Mm -hmm. ready to start. That makes sense. You don't start those guys. But Jared Goff was the number one overall pick. I never heard that critique from scouts from from what I read Mm -hmm. that he was not ready in the NFL. I heard that he was the most ready, Mm -hmm. along with Wentz. And Wentz started week one. Dak Prescott's been starting and doing just fine. I thought Goff was just like them. I thought he was ready to go. Um, But they know more about Goff than I do, and if they don't feel he's ready, then... He's clearly not ready. I still
3: think Goff is the most talented quarterback in that draft. The oversight was the Rams drafting him didn't really think, I don't think, which is hard to say about the type of offense they were going to run with him, Todd Gurley is their star, they're going to run under the center and try and But he's been terrible that. this year. No, I know, but I'm talking about you how they looked at gonna, it from the draft. Sell against yeah. the run. And you also look at it from a public relations standpoint, whether we like it or not, contrary to the belief of this podcast st louis does not have a football team anymore st- oh, yeah. I they've was just, just <laughs> they just moved to la right yeah. so this is their first year they want to make a splash if they put out their rookie quarterback in their first year in front of their new fans and he plays horrible people are going to go down on them quickly but you know what if they don't ha- have that good of a team here everyone's going to be on the hive we have our new team whatever and then you bring in the first round c- quarterback next year when he's more ready and people can be excited about that you know what I mean? People yeah. are already watching them because they're new. They don't need to put Goff in if they don't feel he's ready. They're not winning a Super Bowl. Goff needs practice. And quite frankly, maybe they're hoping Case Keenum does something good that they could then turn him into an asset in the offseason and trade him for something, or who knows?
1: I think Case Keenum's not a bad backup. He's but... a, yeah, he's not a starting quarterback. And the whispers are right that Goff isn't good. Like, you kind of hear, like, do you think... Chris Carter said something. I, I just read an article. Chris Carter, the Hall of Fame wide receiver, said... He's clearly not good enough. Well, like, if it's... They clearly don't believe because I feel like, enough, which I, feel I, disagree like, I
4: disagree with. I disagree with that, but I do in a sense, like, you're saying they want to make a splash. I don't think there's a... I think it hurts them to have, like, hyped up, like, we took the number one pick overall, but you're never going to see him ever. I just think it's... It's not never. Not it's just never, not but, in 2016 or seven, but 17. I, but I feel like if that... This is, like, we're... We're new to L.A. We're going to be awesome. You're all going to love us. But we're not going to play the guy you all yes, know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, here's this guy. We have him. He's going to be great. See him next year. But like, the long
1: term is more important than the short term. Yeah. So
4: if they don't feel he's right, then that's fine. Yeah, but they don't really care about the long term because Jeff Fisher's still their head coach.
1: Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> eight and eight. I, I
3: think it's better for rookie quarterbacks to not start their first year. I mean, I can think of another, who, maybe... What's another cow receiver that didn't start right when they came in the league and ended up being pretty good? I forgot his name. He You're going to Aaron Rodgers be I, right I now. I think he – yeah, I think his name is Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, but he sat behind or, Brett Favre. <laughs> Bre- Case Keenum is no Brett Favre. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is not great because he sat behind Brett Favre. If anything, people would say that it hurt all right. him.
1: Well, I mean, we'll never know. No. And so it'll be Case Keenum this week, and they'll be taking on the Jets, and that's the team we're supposed to be talking this about. We went on a little bit of a tangent, but <laughs> that's all right. It's a it's a, cor- it's a conversation that should be had. Mm-hmm. Um. The Jets, on the other hand, have another quarterback situation that uh, makes me tear my hair out every week. Ryan Fitzpatrick is questionable. Todd Bowles said he's a game-time decision uh, for Sunday. Fitzpatrick sounded very optimistic he would play. He thinks he's going he's gonna to play. I think Fitzpatrick will play. He'll probably warm up. He'll, he'll probably be fine. Bowles loves to do this. Bowles loves to... to to not give answers mm-hmm. and then he ends up doing what everybody thinks he's gonna do. He fools nobody. Yeah. Um so the Jets are probably gonna start <laughs> uh, are probably gonna start Fitzpatrick. They're three and six. They're taking on the Rams who I also believe are I think they're three and six. Yeah. Um the Rams have a pretty good defense. I- I'm picking the Jets to win seventeen sixteen. Uh I think the season's over guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I I thought You're finally coming too? I-, I know you guys thought Week it was 10. over but Week look, ten. But look, look okay look good if they beat Miami, which they were winning oh, in the fourth here quarter. We go. You, no, you no, he's going right. down if the They right were way. winning. He's if right. they were winning in the fourth they were winning in the fourth quarter, yeah. 23-20. They gave up an awful, that awful game-winning touchdown. It was such a Jets I loss. I laughed so hard. It was great. Where's the mute button? mute button? <laughs> Did you mute button? Uh, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> so, so the Miami Dolphins <laughs> won. Yes, they won. Yes. But the Jets almost were four and five going into this game. You. No, they right. would have been five and five had they won this game which I think they would win this game. I'm still predicting them to win five and five at the bye. That's not, yeah, they not were that's, so close to being average. No, no I, oh I agree though. No, you're
4: right though. Get this you, guy off the <laughs> set. You are, no, you're right. I agree with you though. They, if they get to five and five at the bye with, I mean, it's a tough back half of the schedule, but you do get San Francisco, and that's a win. You get the Colts. You get the Colts, which is probably a win. I mean, they. Do I think they to... beat the Bills. Yeah, at home. It's, it's it'll be in, it'd be interesting. It, it would but be interesting if, it, because I then agree. they would get
3: to disappoint their fans near the <laughs> end of the season, and not in the beginning. But I mean, that,
1: you know, I I the worst part about these digs is I can't dispute them. I, I really <laughs> oh, like, oh, I'm I'm response. definitely a bully. It's not like oh, like read you're wrong. Like they don't disappoint us in the end of the season. They they always do. <laughs> last year being the case and the biggest case in point. Mm-hmm. Um so you guys thought the season was done before this past week? I thought I
4: mean staring at one in five, it's hard to claw back from that. That's when I thought probably going
1: into Miami, you thought the season was done. Going to Miami, I thought they had a shot. You thought they a had very, a shot. very, very okay. outside so shot. So I means they, no, you didn't think the season was
4: done. I didn't I think they had to win those two games. I didn't think it was over yet, but right. I thought it was imminent. I c I
3: can't really I can't really decide when it I was either July thirty first. First, or oh, August oh, first. Oh, that's very. Funny. I don't know. Which I thought one. you
1: said they were going to be a good team and they were going to be No, the I think
3: they have the best roster they've had in a long time. I think that you said. Failed I thought to I could so.
1: sworn you said they were a playoff caliber team. Uh, they uh, are a
3: playoff caliber team, but I did not think they were the going to follow through.
1: So pull you tape. thought they were not good. It, the the season was over in July, I made July 31st. I
3: made the point. Is that I don't think signing Fitzpatrick was a good idea. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think they have the roster that could have made the playoffs, and if they find that franchise right. quarterback, they could end up overtaking the Patriots someday. Like a Tony Romo. I really mm-hmm. think they should get Tony Romo. I don't hate the Jets. I just don't like talking you about just, mediocrity. You just think they're pathetic. <laughs> I just you know I what? think they're pathetic. <laughs> it's with yeah, you know. the, we're the New you. York <laughs> sports <laughs> media. I want to make that very
4: clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, talking about Fitzpatrick, you gotta go to Petty at some point, right? I just—I I think this it. is the week you have to go to Petty, especially like because you're saying like Fitzpatrick's hurt. Like, what are you? If the season's basically over at this point, which I think we've all come to agreement that it's very close, yeah. If not over, um,
1: what are you? What are you gaining by Look, playing a thirty? What, Petty what 36? is a quarterback that a lot of people.
0: I don't think he's gonna. Be I the, think I of
1: ESPN's Todd McShay as one of the main, you yeah. know, mainstream scouts. Uh, he said Petty needed two, three, four years mm-hmm. to sit he has got a one and a half years, and I think he's sort of ready just to get, you know, he, you could have play calls suited for him that are not, that wouldn't put him in a bad position, so I think you should throw him into the fire. I said that in the report. I think it's time for him to start playing. I'm not convinced he's going to be then good, by
4: the way. I'm not convinced you they want him. Well.
1: To, I'm not convinced they want him to be good because I think they want Christian Hackenberg to be their franchise sure. quarterback.
3: And they're obviously not convinced he's going to be good either, or he would already be in. I, I mean, I think they want him to be good. I take that back. Yeah, but I just they think like Hackenberg they have more. faith
1: in Hackenberg to be their franchise, which is weird. Which but is okay. weird, but Bryce Petty, we all agree. I don't know, Reed, what your take is on this. That he should be starting you right now. You might as well, right? Like what's what how much worse can it really be? Can we all agree that sometimes the best way to learn is to be thrown into the fire? Absolutely. You're thrown on air, right? That's what I think you're golf You're thrown on, on as a producer. You're put on to do something that you're not comfortable doing. You may not be ready in your own mind, but then you get your reps and you mm-hmm. get better. I think that's the same with yeah. any occupation, uh-huh. and I think that's the case right now with the Jets and Bryce Petty.
4: Yeah, I think it's the same thing with golf, too. I think I did, I, when you get to the point where you're not nothing, like, your season's basically over... You have to kind of start thinking forward. I know football; it's it's tough to do that in football because of the limited schedule and the propensity for guys to get hurt. But when it's a limited schedule, you're only going to have so much time to groom these players to get better. You might as well just be like, okay, try it. I know. Might as well. Like, you're not going to learn anything more by playing against our scout team defense against guys who weren't good enough to start. Like, this is eventually you have to see a
1: real defense. Uh, you know, the whole Jets team has been a pretty atrocious this year. The defense, to me, has been the most disappointing. The, the Mo Wilkerson thing, too. And Mo Wilkerson... The, we, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't even think of that. that uh, Mo Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson were benched for the first quarter in Miami.
4: They talked a lot about that. When Michael Kay was here on Monday, he did his show from here. and he did a great sports They're very own Right, PC. that's true. He they was talked, back. They talked a lot about that, and they actually talked to Bulls, and Bulls just wouldn't... As you said, Bulls
1: wouldn't say anything about it. And, you know, but, Wilkerson, from being in the locker room, he'd never speaks to the the reporters Mm -hmm. he slips out he Mm -hmm. doesn't take accountability he doesn't show any leadership this is a guy that going back to start a training camp would give one word answers Mm -hmm. as as if he was trying to imitate Marshawn Lynch it's a very weird situation with Mo Wilkerson I don't understand it he got a massive contract over 86 million Mm dollars for five years he got he got paid he's a great player on a on a team with expectations going into this year. They're not the Cleveland Browns going into this year. Uh, <laughs> maybe they are now, but this is a guy that is expected to be the leader of the locker room, be one of the leaders of that defense, and this year he was very disappointing. That's I what mean, Kane... there's no other way to point, put it. It's not just his play. He has mm-hmm. two two-and-a-half sacks. Mm-hmm. It's the way he acts. Yeah, That's and, what Kane LaGreca talked about a lot was that there's
4: no leadership in that locker room. The, no, only, guy would, the only guy that the only guy would him. step up
1: would be Revis, and
4: Revis isn't really showing himself to be that guy either anywhere he's been, and especially because of his weird history with the Jets, and that was more with Rex Ryan and all that stuff. But there's that would be the really the only guy in that locker room that could has has the like the clout to be a leader because it's not it's not yeah. well, that... Buster Screen who's barely been there, and it's clearly not going to be Richardson or Wilkerson because they're not showing up the meetings. Someone has to take accountability for that. That's one of the biggest misconceptions of
3: sports, though. Talent does not equal leadership. No. Kobe so- Bryant's one of the most talented basketball players, for example, in the history of the NBA. I don't ever think he was a great leader. And I think the same thing goes in the NFL when you sign a player like um, Wilkerson. You're signing him to do his job, but Mm -hmm. he may not be that leader
4: you need. They don't have anyone though. That's the issue.
3: And sometimes teams have players that aren't very good, but they're really good "quote unquote" locker room guys. Mm Right. You know, like that's just how it is.
4: Minoru Kawasaki with the Cubs.
1: And you know that's a great point, guys. Uh, Going into the season, you look at on paper this Jets team. They have a lot of pieces, except for edge rusher, which I've been saying since Rex Ryan was there. They don't have an edge rusher, Mm -hmm. and in today's game, that is a must. And the Jets, every year, they don't ever satisfy that need. But still, they went on on paper, they went into the season having serious expectations to be a top 10 defense. They're still one of the best run, they may still be the best run defense, despite allowing 111 rushing yards to J.H.I., but... They still give up huge plays week after week, and they make dumb penalties.
4: Mm-hmm. That's been an issue.
1: Undisciplined, sloppy football, and Bowles, a defensive-minded coach, there's no defensive identity with this team. They don't blitz a lot. They don't do anything that sticks out to you and says, man, this is a really, really impressive defense that they should be. I, I think the,
3: the biggest problem for the Jets is that they don't have their franchise quarterback on the roster. He's yeah, somewhere that's... studying for a math class worrying why about does prom.
1: That... But why does the defense, why Why should that matter regarding the defense? Because, because defense. it's a quarterback. I mean, the defense, league. The defense, defense is on the this field league Unless
3: you have a franchise quarterback. There's a certain, you can go as Broncos so far. Broncos did
1: it. Yeah, but having a franchise quarterback last has year, nothing to do with them giving up terrible plays. Peyton Manning was awful at the LSU. Peyton year.
3: Manning physically is awful, but, but mentally and as a leader, as we talked about, Peyton Manning is an all-time great. Peyton Manning was a game manager in a certain sense, but he was not comparable to us. All right, all right. That's fair enough. But a, my point is, is Reed.
1: Having it, not having a franchise quarterback has nothing to do with mm-hmm. giving up sixty-yard touchdown passes on the defensive side. You no, know, I'm thinking football.
3: about the overall success of the team. Yeah. Oh, is right, but they reason? they
4: get burned on defense a lot. They they are very prone to giving up a big play, which is which is basically usually it comes down to this mental, like a lack of mental toughness. You'll you lose focus for one instant, and you're good all game, and then all of a sudden you lapse for one moment. It's like oh, we've been killing it, whatever, and that's when you get burned. Yeah, that's how you give up a a long touchdown on a kickoff return as you you get a decent stop but then it gets called back for offsides obviously and you're taken out of it and then he's he's in the Kenyon Drake's in the end zone and that happens it happens on their defense a lot they, they get burned with a penalty and they take themselves out of it and the following play is huge yeah Reed, and, do you think
3: Petty should start right now yeah i think he should start i don't see why not they have nothing to lose besides the rest of their schedule well, i think um might as well see what he can do he can't be worse than Fitzpatrick right
1: not i, that, no, I don't think so and it and at this point, Fitzpatrick they, threw three, two more interceptions and what week. is
4: what, what is Fitzpatrick being good do for you at this point you're probably not going anywhere like i said i don't think it's Fitzpatrick being good i think
1: it's i think it's keeping petty out of a situation Mm -hmm. that he's not ready for i think that i think it's more so they're they're worried that they're gonna rush their quarterbacks like golf plays not to lose like golf no i agree like golf but i I mean golf was the number one pick Mm -hmm. petty was a fourth round pick. so you know i don't understand the situation neither do you guys neither does anybody i'm not sure Um,
4: Bowles is really sure what he wants to do either. I think he plays not to lose, and that's It's a very very weird
1: situation right now with the Jets. I I have the winning 17-16 against the Rams, being 4-6 at the pie. I think it's a very ugly game. I I, I don't think... uh, I'm hoping Fitzpatrick maybe plays poorly enough that Petty gets a chance. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think will happen this week? I think the Rams probably win this 14-10.
4: Like you said, it's an ugly game, a lot of grinded out. It's like a a, a one-yard rushing touchdown for Gurley right. and a little dump-off <laughs> for, like, Kendricks or somebody just not good. And The Jets score the touchdown on defense. Like, there's just nothing going on. But, yeah, I just I th- I think do think by halftime, if they're playing as badly as they have been, I think you see Petty in the second half.
3: I think it's going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game, and I do think the Jets are going to win. I'm going 24-17. Hmm, all right. I think that – you're right. Petty may come in. And I think he'll surprise them and, and throw L.A. off
1: as yeah. well. That's a good point. Wow, we got in a lot of talk about the Jets, but we also got a lot of talk about LA. I'm proud of us for, good. for giving a little equal, yeah. say to both teams, although it really should just be the Jets. But well, It's more fun it's to talk fine. about a team that like might have a future. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> uh, I didn't get enough digs in, you know, all right I needed one more. All right, all right. Let's just get to the fantasy, our next fantasy segment. Jack, who do you have sitting this week?
4: All right, so at QB, uh, actually, he's had a couple good weeks in a row, but Kirk Cousins, he's looked good against... Bad defenses and hasn't looked has look good against good defenses. So this week he's at Minnesota. They've struggled lately, but I think this is the week they kind of get it all back together. They've got really no run game at all. Robert Kelly's starting this week. Who I've <laughs> never heard of before sounds like a kid like I would have gone to middle school with. I did not go to school with middle. I did not go to middle school with kids who are in the NFL. Um, so I don't trust him at all this week. I think he has a really rough week. Um, running back Christine Michael is lost all the faith. In Seattle, it's unbelievable. He came in the season like, oh, he awoke in. it's the awakening. You're supposed of supposed to be so Michael. Good too, and he was good. That's the thing. He was very, very good. And his last three weeks, he's been a mess. He's only scored double digit points once because he got a late touchdown. This week, five carries for one yard and a touchdown. And they basically why
1: Thomas Rawls coming back?
4: They said maybe next week. Okay, but, but they they even gone to CJ Procyz over him. So, Procyz got eleven carries. Procyz was so good coming out. Of they game. did, but they did, I mean they didn't run the ball at all last week. Yeah, but I think he's lost all faith and he'll get. He's not going to get as many carries at all. And this is. Just trending very, very downward for him. At wideout, Stephon Diggs has had a couple really good weeks, but those have also been against very bad defenses. Washington, kind of under the radar, has
1: a good secondary. They're a pretty good defense.
4: They're 10th and fewest points allowed wide receivers. series. I mean, they have Josh Norman, They have so Norman
1: and Breland.
4: Yeah, I mean, they move guys around. They don't really move guys, but I think Stephon Diggs gets limited. I think Bradford struggles against a good Redskins defense. I think probably Minnesota probably wins this game, but I don't think Stephon Diggs has a nice day. Yeah. And then a tight end, this is probably the last time you'll ever hear his name because at this point it's over. Kobe Fleener will not be good anymore this year. I think that's it. <laughs> now, that, now that they're healthy he at misses out. He his buddy Andrew, dude. Yeah. Well, he wasn't very it's good. Weird. In I
1: know. He wasn't very good, but like it's weird seeing Kobe yeah. Fleener without Andrew Luck. It's basically why he was in the NFL.
4: <laughs> but he's a good blocking tight end. I think they're going to need him to block this week because Denver's secondary is good. They need to give Drew Brees as much time as possible to try to get to Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Willie Snead. They have all their wide outs back now. That's why he's losing his reps. And he's hasn't had more than four catches or forty-four yards over the past three weeks. Yeah, so he's just been a mess. It's not.
1: He's not going. I've never. That I winner. don't think uh, unless you're really desperate and you yeah. have your tight end. Like in, you're in Hawaii, a sixteen-team league, like we are at FUV. Yeah, like yeah, we're in a certain amount of teams. <laughs> um, I yeah. don't think you'll be he's, starting Kobe Fleener anyway.
4: If you have to be absolutely desperate, I would rather start. Like Jack Doyle,
1: who's yeah, basically done in Jack Indianapolis. Doyle. You know, it was a great pickup. CJ Fedorowicz, CJ Fedorowicz on, I think on
4: Houston. He's been trending downwards too. Brock Osweiler. They're figuring that out. They're playing. They play this week. The Bears, I think the Bears are good against the tight end. Okay, another oh, playing no, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Oh, oh. Give me, give me CJ. Jacksonville's good against the tight end. Surprising <laughs> they're, they're, and they're okay. They've been good the last couple weeks. Good, no, their secondaries are good. Jalen Ramsey is going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. I think he has a bad day. Okay, too.
1: all right. I think I think you're overthinking it though. I mean, a bad team is a bad team. Yeah, I but, think and yeah, the Emma Texans are a bad team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The Texans are a bad team. Aren't they winning their division? The Texans? Yes. I thought they were uh, that's the more so because the AFC South, AFC South is, is, is like the worst division of football. Garbage. Yeah, fire. but uh, credit to them; they're number one. I do guess. Know. I mean. Uh, that's it for fantasy who to st- for fantasy who to sit. You have. Uh, Just to recap, Kelly, Robert Kelly, running back for. No, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins because Robert Kelly. I took Robert Kelly because that was what I was focused on. But Kirk Cousins, uh, Stefan Diggs was one of your receivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christine Michael. Christine Michael, yes. And Kobe Fleener. And Kobe Fleener. All right. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Let's talk some big blue right now. We have plenty to talk about, including Tom Scavelli's report. All right, so it's Giants-Bengals this Monday night at MetLife Stadium. And uh, it should be a good one. Uh, Second time this season, Cincinnati will be coming uh, to the Meadowlands. Uh, Before we get into the Giants, let's let's hear what Tom Scabelli had to say first.
2: It wasn't long ago that the Giants were on a three-game losing streak and it seemed like the sky was falling. But after three straight wins... The Giants are 5-3, in second place in the NFC East, and hold the first wild card in the NFC. Most recently was their huge 28-23 win over the Eagles. Eli threw four touchdowns, and while the running game struggled, it was one of the better offensive performances of the season. But once again, it was the defense that came up huge. Two early interceptions by Landon Collins and Andrew Adams helped the Giants get out to an early 14-0 lead. The team also had two sacks in the game and came up with a big stop at the end to seal victory. Overall, it was a great team win for the Giants that could be a season turning point. Coach Ben McAdoo on the win.
0: We believe that we're gonna win these football games. We believe that we're a physical team that's gonna hang on to leads and win the game. We're gonna get better as the game goes on and get better, and we're gonna win the game in the end.
2: While it was a nice win for the Giants, they also suffered a couple of key injuries. Victor Cruz hurt his ankle, but may play Monday. The biggest injury was to guard Justin Pugh, who has an MCL injury. He'll likely miss three to four weeks. Pugh is one of the best guards in the NFL on one of the worst offensive lines. Outside of Eli and Beckham, he's the most important person on the offense. This week, the opponent is the Bengals on Monday night. The three 4-1 Bengals have disappointed, but they're still dangerous. A.J. Green against Janoris Jenkins will be a matchup to watch. I expect the Giants' defense to make life tough on Dalton in primetime. But with Pew out, the Giants are in trouble against the Bengals' defensive front. I think they'll get to Eli a lot, and with Cincinnati coming off a bye and really needing a win, I think the Bengals squeeze this one out 20-17. With this week's Giants report, I'm Tom Scabelli, WFUV Sports.
1: All right, so there you have it. Thanks, Tom. 2017, 22-17, uh, Bengals over the Giants. Tom usually does not go against the mm-hmm. Giants. He's been pretty solid picks. on
4: picking the Giants every week.
1: I know. Though. he He's he's uh, a little biased. No, I don't oh. think. Tom is not biased, actually. He's very calculated in his decision-making. Mm-hmm. He got the Packers wrong, and I, I, I scolded him for that. <laughs> I couldn't believe he picked the Giants over the Packers. I can't believe he picked the Bengals over the Giants. I think this is actually a game the Giants win. I don't know. They,
4: they've been so weird this year. It, it's, they've been so up and down. They've looked really good. They looked okay last week. They struggled towards the end, but we were actually talking a time beforehand. They held up at the end, which is something they didn't do at all last year. They faded down the stretch, and I feel like every game last season. Yeah, I mean, this they, year they, they can't. Fin- they couldn't finish games and, last and year. And this year, they finished a couple. They had that comeback win against Baltimore, and then against the Rams, and the Rams game was whatever, but then against the Eagles this week, they did stand strong right at the end of that game. But I just, I don't know. I feel like their secondary's been good this year. They spent the money, and it worked. But I, th- I feel like A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert, I don't know how you match up to two big guys like that. Especially when you need Landon Collins to rush the ball because there's <laughs> nothing else going on
1: in that pass rush. Well, you know, Tom Scabelli was saying Landon Collins he's really is cool. a defensive player of the year candidate. I believe it. He's you playing do? Really, I mean, he's, I
4: mean, he, what is he leading the team in interceptions, tackles, and sacks? Which, the sacks thing, we, we, we made the joke that that's more of an indictment on how bad the pass rush for the Giants is, but if you can do everything yeah, for mean, your
1: team sixty nine tackles, three sacks, three nice. picks. <laughs> he's playing very well. Don't get me wrong, yeah. the defensive player of the year. I mean, if he's he's That's been... another Tom Scabelli pick, it you is. know, Tom he picking did, he the he didn't pa- Yeah, I know. He's played he's played very well. It seems every week he's making a play mm-hmm. and the team is eking out games. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Giants are a good team. I've been saying this for a very long time now. I think they're, they're a not. very overrated team. Uh, I don't think they again, really have a shot at the They're f- They're 5-3. The they're second in the NFC East all of a sudden. They do have a pretty good Their defense does not impress way. me at all, but I do think they beat the Bengals this week. I don't think the Bengals are as good as they were supposed to be, kind of like the Jets, mm-hmm. although I think the Jets should have beat the Bengals week one, and they <laughs> should have. Uh, they didn't miss the extra point in the field goal. Um, oh, I forgot about that. So I do think a, I, quick,
4: the Jets have lost a lot of Jets games this week and we can just move on from that. This year, I think anyway. the Jets lose every single Jets game that they lose. <laughs> but like very Jets losses. Anyway, the Giants.
1: <laughs> anyway, the Giants. Um Reed, who do you who do you got? I
2: mean, I, uh, you're you're like mute this segment. I no, I'm just taking it in.
1: I want to listen to what you guys have to
3: say so then I can kind of undecided. Like, no, 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 no. I'm decided, but I want I want to build off of your points. <laughs> so for one, Christian, from what I hear, I'm the exact opposite in everything about this segment. I think the Giants are going to lose this game, but I think they're actually a pretty good team. If it wasn't for Dallas's really? unforeseen success, they would be pretty good in the NFC East. And I say that partially because of the team they are, as in the Giants are the best team at being, being mediocre. <laughs> um, so if That's they're five and three man. right now, it, if they have a, two more wins and losses, and they somehow make the playoffs, I'm not going to write them off. I think Eli Manning. Is, for his all of his inconsistencies is still one of the most dynamic quarterbacks, especially come um, postseason. I think the Bengals, though, are coming off of a bye. The Bengals are desperate for a win. They are underachieving as of now. And I think one of the best um, ways to so measure— Three, four, one. what I'm saying, this, this is not a team that should be— They should not have that record. And I think be one of that. the best ways to measure the quality of a coach— is the team's success off of a buy. And I think the Marv, Marvin Lewis mm-hmm. is a better coach than McAdoo. I don't love the Giants coach, we can get into that. So I think the Bengals are desperate. They have more preparation. They're rested. They have a better roster, I think. You'd mention AJ Green, Andy Dalton for maybe he's not the most dynamic quarterback, but he's I think he's had a that, good year. But he's had a good year, but is he I going to get into that later. I <laughs> think the Bengals are gonna win for, for a multitude of reasons, but the Giants don't count them out. They're they're not Amazing. So
1: you're literally opposite. You think the Giants are actually a pretty decent team, but you don't think they win this week against the Bengals because the Bengals are a desperate team. Exactly. All right. I mean, look, I think the Bengals are are a good team on paper. And and Marvin Lewis is a good coach, but I've never seen anything like this in all sports. He's been there, I think, 14 years. He's he's, he's the longest tenured coach in the NFL right now. He's the longest tenured coach, and he's never won a playoff game. Yeah, that's bizarre to me. They've never won a playoff game. Him and Jeff Fisher gotta tell everyone else the secret. Jeff Fisher's at least gotten fired. Yeah, this is very true. He's been fired. Marvin Lewis once. has been there since for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years. No playoff wins, and the guy has a job. Maybe he has something
3: on the owner, like some compromising <laughs> photos or whatever. He's <laughs> on just like back.
1: I mean, that is the most ludicrous thing right now in sports that nobody's talking about. I don't know how this guy keeps his job. I think he's a
4: good coach. Mm-hmm. They've just been very average, and it's tough to fire a guy for average. At some point, you do have to oh, say. Oh, it's tough
1: to fire a guy for average? I don't think it is. Maybe you well, I think it,
4: I think it is because the Bengals, he came, I, they've gone through years where, like, of course we were bad because the Carson Palmer thing, so that was an issue. And then they come back, and it's, it's. he's been in weird spots where I feel like they couldn't justify it to themselves. But I agree with you that
1: at this point, it's a little, little too much. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I, I could go on for a while about yeah. Marvin Lewis because mm-hmm. that's... I yeah, you're really my brain about hurts. this. No, cuz I've seen the Jets fire a lot of coaches yeah. and it's because of mediocrity a lot of times and it's because of bad seasons a lot of times. But I'm happy when they fire these coaches because of mediocrity. I don't know how Bengals fans yeah, I can't are imagine not through the roof on this. Mm-hmm. If you don't win a playoff game, especially after being as good as they are in the regular season, mm-hmm. you must be furious. Anyway, uh. <laughs> All right, so Giants, Bengals. This is why I think the Giants are in good good situation. They had the Bengals this week. If they beat the Bengals, like like I think they will. They had the Bears at home, and then they go to the Cleveland Browns, and then they go to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, you're looking at if they beat the Bengals, they're six and three. Bears seven and three. Browns eight and three. Yeah. Then you go to two Pittsburgh. That I would say is a loss at home to the Cowboys. I'd say that's a loss whoever their quarterback mm-hmm. is, that's 8-5. and five. Then you have the Lions at home. I think they can win that game, although it's that's a toss-up. It's tough, yeah. Then you go to Philly and to Washington. They need to win these next three games, in my opinion, because those that's a tough yeah. last few games. Those
4: last two games are really tough, especially in Philly, in Washington. In division games, in and of themselves, are always yeah. tough. But with those two teams and all the hitch that they've played against each other, I think that those are could very easily be
1: an 0-2 at this, the end. This might be a must-win three-game stretch because Cause you they're... don't want to set yourself up for a really torturous uh, end of the mm-hmm. season with the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins, and even the Lions. The Lions, are pe- pe- people think that's an, maybe Matthew an easy Stafford, way. Matt potential MVP. Jim Bob. Uh, yeah, along with Derek Carr, uh, who, who we mentioned and a Matt couple Ryan. weeks ago. Oh, by the Ryan. way, Matt Ryan too, yeah, and Tom Brady. Tom, Brady. Yeah. thank you. Thank Four you. weeks out without Tom Brady, but it doesn't matter.
3: I, I I like your point real quick about the end of the season, though. I would argue that because of Dallas's success, their division games aren't going to be as important just because they're not going to win the division. But that is true that no matter how bad a team is, division games always seem to be close, especially in this division. Yeah. So these ones are important. I just I don't know why I have a feeling they're going to drop drop it to the Browns. I feel this team is gonna be they're Really? Just, they're, wow. They are gonna like beat Pittsburgh by twenty and then like lose to
4: the Browns and I and find everyone's that's, be, like what's what what happening. <laughs> I don't think that's Cle- a day. I don't think Cleveland goes defeated this year. Just because just, it's so tough to go defeated, honestly. It's like hard. No, Cleveland will show you it's not <laughs> I don't know their schedule though. I'm looking at it right now they have the Steelers this week, then the Giants or and then bye week, Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Steelers they're gonna win game, I think it's the Giants at home. <laughs> I that is... Like, that's actually pretty... Way, it'd, I, it'd be a huge I trap th- game. I, don't, I think it's, they're going 0 be. I think it'd be a huge trap game for the Giants, though, that week. I thought
1: the same thing with the Jets. If there was anything they would beat, it would be the Jets, and the Jets beat them. Mm. By the way, taking your offensive
3: coordinator, making your head coach, McAdoo, one of the worst decisions they could have made. <laughs> I do not like...
4: That situation. All I right. Their, I don't think their offense was good enough to do it. If he was like really, that their offense was like, wow. oh, just, I don't know. You,
3: you turn him into a head coach, all of a sudden you lose your great offensive coordinator. Like I me, mean, still
4: runs the offense. The it's, offense is not nearly Fordham as good foo- they should be. Fordham football did it. Fordham football is looking pretty good. Their offense have been losing them games. That's true. <laughs> Fordham football and the New York Giants a little bit different.
1: So we got. So it's me offensive. and Jack have the Giants winning. No, no, you have the Bengals. Have Bengals, Bengals win. Win. You had Bengals. Win. Sorry. So yeah. I'm, I'm the only one who has the Giants winning. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Tom has the Bengals and winning. Tom's wow. Winning. So wow. What, are you, yeah, what is going what's on? What's going on this week? This is a
4: weird week. Anyway. Not that I ever picked the Giants, but what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we don't have a lot of time left, so let's get into our last fantasy segment. Uh, sleepers. Mm-hmm. Who do you got?
4: Sleepers. Actually, we talking about him, Eli Manning, I think, this week. He's so inconsistent, but the Cincinnati defense isn't great. I think this is a shootout this week. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think it's in like the high 20s, low 30s. Mm-hmm. So I think you got have a couple of scores there. Cincinnati doesn't get a lot of interceptions. I think he'll be okay if you're really desperate. At running back, Capri Bips, backup in Denver. Okay. Devontae Booker has kind of lost some favor. He played pretty well, and Bips played pretty well late in the game last week against Oakland. And Kubiak straight up said this guy's going to get more touches this week. And if you're desperate, especially if the running back position has been so beat up this year. I think if you're desperate and you're looking for someone he can get you through at least this week, he should have a pretty tough, pretty strong week against a terrible right. New Orleans defense.
1: Yeah, that's true. New Orleans defense is, a, is yeah. Swiss juice. Uh,
4: wide receiver, another San Diego receiver, Dontrell Inman. I think they, they're going to throw the, the Miami secondary is terrible. I think Dontrell ilman going to have a big dig. You and San Diego receivers. A little I, love affair right there. San Diego's offense is a lot of fun to watch, <laughs> but he runs the most routes for San Diego every week, but they don't throw him the ball a lot. I think he'll have a, they're there's going to be so many passes thrown <laughs> against Miami that I think he's going to get the ball a lot, especially with Benjamin again out. Inman in the slot is going to have a bigger day. Miami's second is just so terrible. All right. And then uh, tight end, Cameron Brait for Tampa. He's had a couple good weeks. Winston Brait really is, to... Brait is a sleeper. Winston right. really does seem to like him a lot. He's basically the second option because they're not throwing a V-Jacks anymore. Right. He's pretty much been gone. Mike yeah, Evans... V-Jacks is gone, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Mike Evans is going to be back from the concussion protocol if he was out. Cameron Bright would have been a must-start, but now that he's back, I think it takes off a little bit. Chicago is a little better against tight ends, but with Evans, it's going to be tougher to really cover them both because they're both big. It's like the AJ Green, Tyler Eifert thing to a different degree because they're both big bodies that do a good job, especially in the red zone. So yeah, sleepers Eli, which I hate to say "Mm." (laughs) because. Dips for Denver, Inman for San Diego, and Cameron Break, Tampa.
1: All right, there you have it. That's the end of our fantasy talk uh, this week. Let's get into our last segment, and that's our NFL predictions for this week. All right, so we already did uh, Jets-Giants, and Baltimore-Cleveland is thankfully out of the way. <laughs> so let's start with KC at Carolina. Carolina needs to pretty much win out. Uh, well, not necessarily, but they need to win most of their games. I'm going with Carolina. Cam Newton's going to keep it going.
4: Yeah, I think Alex Smith is going to struggle coming back this week. I think this is a big week for the Panthers. I, I agree. They're going to win. It's going to be close, though.
3: Squeaking into the playoffs, the Carolina Panthers are, my best impression, go Panthers, I believe. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> their, that's their team name. I will try right. to think of their so, nickname. The Panthers. <laughs> so we St. all Louis have the Panthers.
1: Uh, Jacksonville, home to Houston. Houston, an amazing team. They're number one in their division. <laughs> Reed, uh, I'm going Houston. Houston, uh,
3: Houston, we have a problem, but it's not Jacksonville this week. Houston as well.
4: Okay. I think Jacksonville sneaks one out, not because of any really good reason. I think this Brock Osweiler's been so bad that even uh, even Blake Bortles this week could outplay him. I think Jaguars win this one, but it's it's like just about as ugly as Jets Rams.
1: Okay. Uh, Denver at New Orleans. Uh, Denver, Denver, I Denver's human now. I think people are. realize that they're very beatable, they and New Orleans is squeak as as upset teams. You know I'm going to switch it. I'm going to switch it. New Orleans, New
4: Orleans. Uh, yeah, I think New Orleans too. I think the Broncos' defense has been exposed a little bit, and their offense. I don't think they're going to do a good job taking advantage of how bad the Saints' defense is. So I think the Saints win this one.
1: Okay.
3: New Orleans, one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best quarterbacks in the league at home. They will upset
1: the Broncos. There you go. Green all going all the games so far. <laughs> L. A. Oh wait, wait. We already picked L. A. Jets. Mm-hmm. Brain fart. Uh, Atlanta. I'm taking St. Louis. <laughs> a- a- Atlanta. <laughs> oh Atlanta and Philly. I'm going Philly. Really? Yeah. I think
4: Atlanta wins big.
1: Okay.
3: I think Atlanta runs away with the game by throwing the ball.
1: Damn, should I should I switch it? No. Alright. Right, uh, stay with stay Tam- with your opinion. Tampa hosting Kristen. Chicago, Tampa J- famous Jameis gets gets them the win. Yeah, big day for the Tampa offense. I think they win by a couple scores. Buccaneers, we'll win. Mariota and the Titans hosting Green Bay. Green Bay, very disappointing this year. I do think they get the win, though.
4: Yeah, they need it this week. I think they do it this week. Mariota's had a couple good games, but I think Green Bay's defense kind of gets it together. Green Bay wins this one. I think Green
3: Bay wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if they drop it. Me neither.
1: Uh, Minnesota at Washington. I'll go Washington, actually. Minnesota's been playing much worse lately, and no Adrian Peterson showing. And Sam Bradford's not what he was in the very beginning of the season, so I'll go Washington.
4: Yeah, I think Washington wins this one, too. I think it's a slugfest. It'll be low-scoring, but I think Washington does pull it out.
3: Uh, Washington as well. I think Kirk Cousins is better than people usually give
4: him credit for. Wow, ah, we're really agreeing on a lot of things. I don't, like, I don't like it.
1: San Diego hosting Miami. San Diego.
4: Yeah, San Diego as well. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. No defense to be heard of whatsoever. Maybe it a Bosa sack throwing in there, but, yeah, I think Chargers win in a, in a shootout.
3: Dolphins. Oh, oh, I'm, okay. j- I'm joking. Yeah. I'm
4: joking. See, <laughs> <CNA>. oh, <God. laughs> right. make you feel well, good. I'm sorry. You're sure. supposed to disagree. Uh,
1: Arizona hosting San Francisco. Arizona. <laughs>
4: uh, David Johnson might run for 300 yards this week. Arizona. <laughs> for all the good games we
3: say we have, they seem very predictable. Arizona as well.
1: Arizona. yeah. Dallas at Pittsburgh. I'm going Dallas. Dak attack. I think the Steelers win, but Dak plays well enough to hold on to his job.
3: I think Steelers win as well, and the controversy continues.
1: End our Sunday night football game. We're not going to talk Monday night because we already got that through. Seattle at New England Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. I'm going New England.
4: I am as well. I know Reed will too, but just finally a good <laughs> a good Sunday night game. How long has it been? We oh, get it's going to be a beautiful time game. game to make up for that terrible It won't be a good game. It's going to
3: be ugly. Patriots are going to win big. All
4: right.
1: Uh, the Mad bro big. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't think I don't think they win big, <laughs> they do win. By I the think way, they we had win a, we big. had a good Sunday night football game, Dak versus the Eagles. Sure, that was a good game. That was a good game. But you're right. Oh, okay. Thanks, Reed, for for cutting off. The music. <laughs> that's, all, that's all right. Uh, that's going to do it anyway for this week. Uh, a great show from Jack and Reed and myself. Uh, double duty from Jack and Reed. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, that's it for week ten of NFL Friday. We'll see you next week.
0: This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.